have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling, and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to this conversation. I'm super excited about this conversation because I get to talk about something I love to talk about, and it's talking about leadership, talking about creating great experiences, talking about goal setting, talking about leveraging time, not managing time. And to be a part of this conversation today is a guy I'm just getting to know, but every time I've met him, I like him more and more. He's got great energy and he's been a great leader in the mortgage uh, business. And the thing I love about this guy is he's not sitting around just complacent. And he could be because he's created an amazing business. But he wants to have more juice on how to grow his business. But more importantly, grow other people. And so I'm bringing to the conversation today, Jason Purcell. Jason lives in Florida. And Jason, just to kick this thing off, Tell us about you. Tell us about your business, where you grew up, about your family, and then uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, thanks so, so much. It's an honor to be here with you, Nathan. Uh, yeah, so my name is Jason Purcell. Uh, I am in Florida. I grew up in Orlando, so I'm just north of Orlando, based out of Lake Mary now. Uh, I am a native of Florida, which is kind of rare. So with the exception of going to school in North Carolina, I've been here my entire life. This is home uh, until we call it a day, which is probably never. Uh, Florida is my home. So, but um, yeah, so I'm one of the owners of, of Certified Mortgage Planners. We've had our company for about 22 and a half years now. Um, this is our professional family. It's one of our core values. Uh, from a leadership standpoint, I want to be that servant leader. I want to lead by example, and I absolutely love it. And to be 22 plus years into your uh, professional career, owning your business and having more fun and loving it more than ever. Uh, most people can't say. And so I'm just living and leading a very blessed life. And it's not by accident, it's truly by design. Tell me about your family. Uh, I, I actually have four, four children. So I've got a 28-year-old daughter, a 20-year-old son, a 16-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old daughter, and a five-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter who we just took on a cruise. Uh, and it was so much fun to be able to spend time with her and extended time with her. Uh, and you can see probably behind me right now, that is my wall of family. Uh, and that's really what it's about for me. It's about making the most important thing, the most important thing. And I think that I do a, a very good job at that. Uh, I think that COVID also brought that into perspective. Um, almost lost my dad early last year. Um, and that was really, really hard. My dad is my number one mentor. Um, and so, um, yeah, that just brought it front and center. And just to, again, keeping the main main thing, the main thing. Awesome. Well, you know, how we got onto this conversation in the first place is a good friend of both of ours, Chris Vincent, uh, shoots me a video that you had, had done to your crew that you, you try are nurturing, mentoring, and leading. And you were talking about something that we created a while back called the Flow Planner. And the Flow Planner is, just for you out there listening, is really a planner that we develop to help people every 90 days reflect on where they're at in their life to then have a day-to-day -day reminder of how what to do each and every day to help leverage time, keep their goals front and center, keep their dreams front and center, but also an execution plan. And so uh, Jason's one guy that's using it the way it should be used, and he's seeing results from it. And so 
I just want to have a conversation about, you know, obviously being in business 22 years, you've probably, if you're anything like me, tried all kinds of planners, tried all kinds of ways to stay, you know, focused, make sure that I'm meeting deadlines and executing. Why has this worked for you so well? This one really has been the best. Um, and the the video specifically uh, was talking about a nighttime routine. And, and I really try and share with people what I'm doing in my life and about the habits that I have, and those can always improve. Uh, and most of it's about my morning routine and people know my morning routine. Um, but I said that I was really working on my nighttime routine and there is a portion of the flow planner that talks about your wins and talks about your goals and dreams at the end of the day. And the message behind that was I was feeling blah at bedtime. And my wife's like, what's what's the matter? Your, your, your brain is telling a story, but you're not saying anything. And I just said, I felt like I feel a little blah, but I feel like I'm having some wins. And today was a really great day. And she was like, well, tell me about your day. And I just started rattling off probably eight wins for that day. Um, and the message was in, wow, it was a pretty good day. And so that's part of the flow planner. It's recording your daily wins. But if we're not recording our daily wins and we don't get that very big win for that week, per, for example, if we make it to Friday or if we make it into the weekend, we don't feel like our week was a success. But in fact, we've got all these little wins that are going to lead to maybe that big win next week or the following week or the multiple big wins. And that's just where I think that it's so important. The other thing that we took away from that was then we communicate it with each other. And what better thing at the end of the night to communicate your wins for the day or your lessons for the day and what you're truly grateful for. So I think that one, it's the connection piece. Uh, and my wife and I just have intimacy at a connection level that most people don't have. And so I want to use this to help people. Um, and then going to sleep with gratitude. Well, that may mean that you're going to sleep better. And even if you happen to get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, you're not thinking about that challenge or that problem or that problem loan, for example. Uh, and then are you going to get a better sleep? And then are you going to wake up better and at a place of gratitude? And that's just where that was one aspect, but that's the video that was shared. Uh, because again, I'm trying to use my mortgage platform as a, is the, an opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. And we all have challenges that we're going through. We're all faced adversity, but we can always get better and we can always operate from a better place of gratitude. Yeah. So I, I love what you say in there. So I'm going to pull apart a few things that you said for the listeners here. So we always want to talk about, you hear a lot about morning routines, right? We all got that morning routine or many of us do and how important that is. You know, Tony Robbins teaches about the hour of power. You know, Robin Sharma is the 5 a.m. club. I mean, you, you can read different authors and the different people that will teach us different things about how important the mornings are. But I can't agree with you, and I'm so glad that you've pressed into that nighttime routine about do recording your wins. Do go and write down your goals and dreams again. So you're bookending your day with goals and dreams and goals and dreams, and now you're looking at your wins. Too many times I see burnout in, in people's lives because they're just rising and grinding, rising and grinding. Well, yes, we do need to rise and grind, but there's always wins. There's always wins. And why we want to make sure that we are recording those wins is because winners win. Winning is contagious. So we always have wins and we want to keep those front and center. So one of the things I want you to talk about, Jason, you know, is that 
you just said, I'm trying to help make people better by providing this information. So what I hear there is that you're not just teaching them about doing mortgages or the interest rates and what's happening in the market today. You're not teaching them about being a human doing. You're teaching them about how to be better human beings. And if we make a commitment to be better human beings, not only do our businesses and our our people around us grow, but we grow. So pull that apart for me. Why why are you doing that? Yeah. And so um, where I saw you and then where you introduced the flow planner was at the Windsor boot camp. And what really is powerful is that you were basically sharing what your word for the year is and your word was sore. Uh, And you asked the audience who in here has read the book, the one word by John Gordon. And I immediately shot my arm up uh, and you're like, what's your word? And I just immediately said, it's growth. Well, that was my word in 2022. Until you put me on the spot, I didn't have a word for 2023. And if you know our industry for the second half of the year, it wasn't growth financially. Um, There was definitely growth in leadership. Um, There was growth in doing the right thing. There was growth in staying the course. There was growth in sacrificing to protect my professional family versus cut so much staff like the rest of our industry did. And that's something that I'm proud of. There was also still contributing to be charitable, for example, even though when you were in the red. Um, But that was a big deal. And so, but you had us all go and do some table work, which was really amazing. Um, And I immediately changed my word, just like that. From growth, my, my word is vulnerable. Vulnerable. So that is my word. And in my journal every day, I put my vulnerability is my strength and connection, connection to people. And even over the last two days, because you also had us draw, draw a symbol and your symbol was, was a funny looking bird. (laughs) Uh, And you drew numbers all around it that meant something to you, but you could rattle those numbers off just like that. And the reason that you can do that is because you're writing or drawing that bird Uh, And you're putting your numbers in and you're seeing them twice a day, every single day. And then it gives meaning and then that gives lift and it gives traction and it pulls you in that direction. Um, And so I have a monster heart as you'll come to learn. um, And I want to share that with people. And so my symbol is a big heart. And then I wrote V for, I draw V for vulnerable, you know, where that heart comes in. And then I also put a C in the middle for I want to be congruent inside and outside. And then I put numbers in there that mean something to me uh, and where I'm going and how many people I want to serve and how, how many families I want to serve my or my company to serve on a monthly basis. Um, but I get to see that every single day. And then two days ago, at the very top of the journal, right next to goals and dreams, I started writing, writing Difference Maker. And so, again, I want to be super vulnerable. We're not perfect. We're all working on things. We all face adversity. We all have challenges, both inside and outside our families, our companies, for example. And I think that's where that connection can be made. And I just want to share where I'm falling short, things that I'm working on that could make a difference in people's lives. Okay, so vulnerability, what a big word. That's a hard one for a lot of people. 
Because that requires us, Jason, to quiet our egos. And a great book, Ego is the Enemy. In fact, I got to read it once a year just to remind myself. But vulnerability is a big deal. And I think it's one of the greatest attributes that I see in great leaders is the ability to be vulnerable, to, to talk about what they're struggling. You know, you heard some people say, we'll never let them see you sweat. Well, that's a bunch of garbage. That's just a bunch of ego talk, right? Vulnerability is a great attribute for great leaders. So I want you to, I, I'm just curious, why vulnerability? Why, why did that come into your brain? And it's amazing, isn't it, Jason, how your one word can find you like that? But why? Because something there was was being stirred up inside of you to pick the word vulnerability. What, what was it? Yeah, I, I feel like we all hold something back, right? And a lot of times we have that adversity in our life. And sometimes as leaders, we have to, you know, put on that big smile and grin and grow through it. Um, but I also think there's something with being transparent and being authentic. And I think that when you're vulnerable, it gives permission for others to be vulnerable with you. Uh, and that's where I think that connection happens. And that's where I talk about, you know, my strength and my vulnerability is that connection piece. Uh, and that's truly where we can all let our guards down and, and really, you know, truly connect with each other. And that's where we grow. Okay. So you mentioned that um, as you draw your picture, I love your picture. I can see it in my brain. Uh, heart. You've got a big heart. And I would say that, you know, I, I oftentimes talk about something that we call the H3 formula. You've probably heard me talk about heart, humility, and hustle. I have. And you, so the heart piece of that is, you know, in scripture, the word heart is in there 877 times. So obviously, you know, it's in scripture, it talks about it. So the heart's pretty important. And so my one word one year was heart. I was examining my own heart, Jason, and the wicked components of my own heart and why, what were my, some of my motives for my own heart and how do I, how do I cleanse that heart and how do I be more self-aware of those things? When you, when you describe heart, what does it mean to you? Because I think it's a great attribute of a great leader, leading from the heart versus only leading from our neocortex. Yeah. So what does it mean to lead? Because you, you brought up to, you, in the beginning of this, you said, I want to be a servant leader, right? And then you said, I got a big heart. Pull that apart because I think that'd be helpful for the listeners. Yeah, we, I mean, we've, we've got, our, I've got a mentor that I also meet with every other week. Um, I'll call him my spiritual mentor, for example. He has something called the 3G philosophy, which stands for being gracious, generous, and grateful. Uh, we've adapted that to being one of our core values within our company uh, and truly being servant leaders inside and outside of our company. And that's what we also want to create for our company from a culture standpoint. Um, but I do see that big heart. Like I want to be super generous with people. I want to extend grace. I want to show that I'm grateful for, for everything. I mean, every single blessing I even shared with my loan officers uh, on Monday morning, uh, just something that I, I learned in, or I heard in meditation that morning, just talking about a gratitude countdown. And uh, I shared it with another person today that, you know, 
probably wasn't in a good space that I could tell. And I said, you know, whenever you're feeling deflated, wherever, wherever you are at that time, come up with 10 things that you're grateful for. Because we have so many things to be thankful in that we are truly blessed with. And call me, reach out to me, share your 10 things. I promise you, I can rattle off 10 almost immediately. And with your journal or my journal, I can literally recite pretty much everything that I put down every day. Now, my wife is something that's there all the time. Um, and so, but again, that's that's what having that big heart is, is caring for people. Okay, can, will you role play with me? I'm gonna you said your word's vulnerable, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it apart now. Okay? Come on. All right, and I'll do it with you. Okay. Yeah. So look at your your plan. And I love how you call it a journal. I've never called it a journal, but I think because you call it a journal, I'm gonna call it a journal because it's really what it is. Yeah. Right? The flow planner, and for you guys listening, don't know what the flow planner, flow stands for focus, loves, opportunities, and wins. And we've structured that flow planner. For you to take every 90 days, it takes you an hour to reflect on your life. And we give you key concepts and things to look at in the front of that journal. And then we give you, for the 90 days, enough pages to organize your days, to do the reflection. And I think what Jason is saying here, that time of thinking and reflecting morning and night is absolutely golden if you want to have more impact and have a more fulfilled life. So that's what we're talking about when we talk flow planner. So and real what quick, are you grateful I, I, for? Real Go quick, I, I do. Um, I think you were the one that also, and this is something that I'm focused on for the second half of this year, and that really needs to be all the time. But I think you mentioned out there, spend more time thinking, right? Yes. Spend more time thinking. And so, yeah, that's super, super important. Um, again, whether you have a morning routine or you're just getting out of bed and reacting to your day, if we spend more time thinking, we're going to be more intentional. Yep, totally. And, and, and I'm glad you bring it up is I never did that, Jason. For a lot of years, it was just the old rise and grind, rise and grind, get on the hamster wheel of life and go. Well, the more time I spent strategically thinking and reflecting, the more impact I had and actually the more I got done because I was doing now higher value activities versus low value activities. If the first thing you're doing when you wake up is checking your email, you got you got to organize a new plan because that's not a good thing. So, all right, let's dive into, I want you to tell me what in your, out of your flow planner, what you wrote down today of what you're grateful for. Gwen support. She's my wife. The trust others have in her. She's just a very strong woman. I said, a, a good night's sleep, our bed, our house, spending time with Jared, Sierra, and Kaya. Uh, last night, I had date night with my children. Uh, so Jared and Sierra and my granddaughter. Um, and then I said, God's timing is perfect. My character is my gift back to God. And so the other day in my John Maxwell devotional, he talked about your talent is God's gift to you. Your character is your gift back to God. So those are those are my four or five uh, grateful. I love today. it. I love it. So I, I want you to hear what he said there. I mean, this is his family, part of his faith, his children, his bed. I'm always amazed, Jason, when I talk to people that they have to think about it for a minute. If you're going to think about it too long, there's so many blessings around us at any given moment. The air we breathe, the water we drink, we live in a free country. You know, so here's what I wrote. This is my morning. My clients, 
people, time, opportunities, love, grace, my home, God's word, birds, my dog, my family, my kids, and my businesses. Now, birds, people think, what, really? You write down, yeah, I was this morning listening to birds and thankful for them. Sometimes we get going through life and we don't recognize all those things. And why gratefulness is so powerful and being in a state of being grateful, it creates a life of abundance. The good Lord cannot bless us with more if we're not already grateful for what we already have. He wants to bless us, but we have to steward those blessings. And so I think I love what you, you, you did there. My hope is that people will be inspired to do the same thing. Because starting your day with writing down what you're grateful for, big deal. Then in that flow planner, it has six to-dones. Six to-dones. Not to-dos, to-dones. I will get these things done. And if for some reason I don't get them done, I'm going to move them the next day to make sure they get done. And, you know, I, I, you know when, I, when I work with people and they show me their flow planners and they've got coffee spilled all over them, they've written all over it, it's really just a great spot. But then I also, when I talk to some people and they say, you know, I'm just not doing enough business. I'm just, I mean, I need this, I need that. I go, well, do me a favor. Why don't you turn to this page in your flow planner and the, it'll be empty. I go, man. You have to, I'm going to go to your John Maxwell devotional. John Maxwell, he says, good intentions won't get it done. Intentional living will. Using the flow planner or flow journal is your intentional living to get it done. Hold yours up again. I just want to look at that. Yeah, that is a, I, yeah I love it. That, that's a blood <laughs> spot right there, just so you know. That is a blood spot on the bottom. <laughs> so, I love it. I love you it. You made me laugh talking about the coffee stain because I've actually got blood stains on. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. I love it. So here's a few things I want to make sure that the listeners heard. You know, I hear, you know, leadership is so about would you would I follow me? Mm. And I would follow you, Jason, because you said you're vulnerable. I follow you because your generosity and you're leading from your heart. I'd follow you because it looks like you put the right things first. Those are some great attributes. What other attributes before we close this conversation, what other attributes would you do you think are important for great leaders? Yeah, I mean, I I call myself a corporate athlete. Um I was an athlete growing up, um, started wrestling in college, um, got a little distracted, made some different decisions, quit wrestling, um, found my way out of school. And so now there is that small void. Uh, but in my business, that's where I'm that corporate athlete. I'm still chasing and ch- trying to get better. Um, and been professionally coached since 2003. I will never give up being professionally coached because that's part of being that, you know, always learning, always being a student and and focusing on getting better. It's not about getting bigger, focus on getting better. And that's where the bigger will happen. I, I love it. Okay. So that reminds me of 
Andy Truitt said that at Chick-fil-A. Many years ago, he was in a board meeting and they were all talking about getting bigger. Just get bigger, get bigger, because he was trying to chase and, and beat out another company in the same industry. And he finally slammed his fist down on the table and says, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about us getting bigger. Let's focus on getting better, and then we'll have no choice but to get bigger. So I, I think this is a good reminder. So I want, to, I want you to close with this. A lot of people, as they listen or, and I get a chance to talk to them, they, they want to be better leaders. They want to have better lives. They want to have more impact. How do they start? What would you recommend? Where do they start? And before you answer, before you answer, I didn't know you were a wrestler. Wrestlers got a different mentality, man. They know how to work. I got some really good friends of mine that are wrestlers. They just are workers. But when you say you took that same thing that you learned back when you were wrestling and now you're calling yourself a corporate athlete, there's something to that, isn't there? I definitely think so. Um, and I reflect on the downturn or the housing correction back in 08. Uh, and that was a tough time. That was a very tough time. Uh, and there was a couple that said, hey, have you ever thought about doing something else? And I was like, silence. I will never consider doing something else. But I think the resiliency from wrestling, and that could also be one of my words, is resilient because we all overcome that adversity. And I think the ability to fight through that and outlast the temporary. And that was even for the second half of last year. I mean, we didn't take a paycheck for, I guess, nine months and pumping cash into the company versus laying off. And so but again, that I, I do feel like that has something to do with the wrestling background um, and being able to outlast the temporary and still work uh, without getting the reward or the results. And I love it. I'm trying to think of who, who shared this. It might even be Michael Hyatt um, talking about the power of incremental change. And that's just where, you know, being consistent over time may not move the needle in, in, immediately. But over a 10, 15, 20 year period, that that trajectory is going to go like this. And most people just don't do that. Most people kind of just do this. And that's where they never get to there. And we're all just we're all still we still got that same goal. Right. We still have the same goals. Um, just again, it's about it's about the daily habits, um, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So I'm going to leave and close this conversation. First and foremost, thank you so much for taking time. Uh, you inspired me when you sent that video out to, to your crew to, to get on this call. And I know this conversation will help to change other lives and, and start getting people to think differently. That's my hope. But I want to I leave you with this quote because I think this will help because I think it summarizes so much that you shared with us today. And it's this. Tenacity will get you there. Consistency will keep you there. And gratefulness will get you more of what's already there. Isn't that what you just shared with us today? Tenacity will get you there. Consistency will keep you there. And gratefulness will get you more of what's already there. Thank awesome. you, brother. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Back at you.